Hey everybody, Pastor Luke here. Welcome to South Beach Church. And today, as always, is the day the Lord has made and we're gonna rejoice and be glad in it. And you might notice that I'm not here right now because I'm taking this week off with my family. We've had a really busy summer, lots of things happening, moving into the fall. And we're gonna take this week off and have some recreational time together. So be praying for us. But today we're gonna take care of you and lead you in the things of God. Pastor Rory Van Wyke's coming out in just a minute. And I wanna just give you this verse that's on my heart right now. It's in Hebrews chapter 10. And this is what the writer to the Hebrews said to that group then, and it's pertinent to this group now. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, listen, but exhorting one another and so much more the day as you see it approaching. Guys, our encouragement is, is that as things get crazier and darker and weirder and wackier, that the church gets bolder and brighter and more hopeful and comes together. And that means that we come together and seek him at church or at home online, whatever the case is. And I just wanna say, as your pastor, as your friend, as your fellow brother and fellow servant, that I'm proud of you guys, I love you guys so much. This church has wavered through and navigated through these storms this last year and a half. And I believe that God is doing things in us and working things through us and actually going before us. So here's what I want you guys to do now. I want you guys to get excited to receive the word from Pastor Rory Van Wyk. As a matter of fact, Rory, come up on stage right now. And would you guys with me give Rory a warm South Beach Church welcome. Everyone on your feet, start clapping. Everyone stand up, start cheering and get fired up. The words about to come down. The words about to come in. Everyone's fired up. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Get up. I told Luke, no hype music, please. But, but it's all right. Uh, let's give Pastor Luke a hand, right? And uh, let, let's give let's give Adam a hand. He gave some great announcements. Oh man, all the things going on in our church. But, uh, you know, it's awesome to have Pastor Luke leading us, right? Amen. And, you know, it's, it's a, a great, uh, well-deserved break that, that he's on with his family. So uh, we can be praying for him that he's not um, enjoying himself too much because we want him back, right? Yeah. And so um, I'm not going to be here all the time. So uh, win-win. But, um, you know, thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for coming. You know, and it, it takes courage even coming in these doors, right? Um, I was talking to somebody recently, I, I won't um, name drop them, but, you know, they were, they were comfortable at home, right? They were comfortable at home, they're watching the service, and, and it's awesome, right? It's awesome that we have that ability, that technology, right, is redeemed in that sense where we can watch from home, right? We don't have to get dressed up. Some of us aren't dressed up. This is the most dressed up you'll ever see me, okay? All right, besides if I'm, you know, at a wedding or whatever. But, um, you know, and, and so I was talking to them and, and they were just saying, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I'm, at, I'm at home, it's, it's good. And, and uh, you know, I have fellowship at Life Group. And, um, you know, and I was just messing around. I said, well, hey, it's more than fellowship, right? Coming, coming inside these walls. It's not just, not just fellowship because, you know, if we're honest, we don't get a lot of fellowship here on Sunday mornings, right? Unfortunately. And it's, it's really to honor God. And we got to remember, it's not about ourselves. And I'm not saying, hey, you have to come in these walls, right? Because that, that's, that's not where, what it's about, right? We are the church, amen? But, but really, it's like, man, we can come together. We can honor God, worshiping God together, right? Where two or three are gathered in his name, where 100 or 200 or 300 are gathered in his name. I mean, he shows up, right? And so, um, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a good reminder for myself too. Um, and it's funny because that following week, right, that following week, I didn't come to church. <laughs> and, and that person did, right? And, and that person did. And, um, you know, and, and I, I was on vacation. I went back to Texas with my family. And, you know, it, it was awesome. I haven't been back home in six years. I moved here seven years ago. I moved here from Austin, Texas, and it was wild. And what we're going to be talking about, and this isn't, you know, strutting my stuff. This isn't saying, hey, you know, I, I knew this was God from the minute. I didn't, you know, I didn't know God was calling me here, you know, from birth, right? But, but really, God called me here, 
And, and it's just wild to look back. Seven years ago, I went a year back and, and visited um, for a week. And, you know, it, it's crazy. I moved here from Austin. I, I was born in, in Harlingen, Texas, the southern tip of Texas, right by Mexico. And, you know, even that was a, a huge town. And I moved here to Newport. I was actually in Walport. And there was that battle ongoing. That, that first two months, I was like, God, like, I know you, you keep on confirming that I'm supposed to be here, but this, this, this place kind of sucks. Like, I'm, I'm not used, it's beautiful, Lord, it's beautiful, but I'm just not used to, like, the small town mentality. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not used to it. I'm used to Mexican food everywhere and just, I mean, you know, just all my friends, you know, friends were family for me. And it was crazy, but it took me, right, praise God, by his grace, but I had to walk in that faithfulness, right? I had to walk in obedience. And then what, what, what then? Continuing, continuing to walk, right? It's kind of like if you've ever been convicted of, of a sin, and then you start to, hey, take steps, and then next thing you know, you're backsliding again, and then you question, you question God. You question, hey, was I, was I really doing that bad, right? And so even conviction takes immediate action and continual action, right? That's tough, that's tough. So we're gonna get in it, and that's a crazy intro, but uh, anyways, we're gonna get in it, and it's, we're gonna start in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, right? And these, these can be cliche. You're like, dude, I already know those by heart, by mind. I live these out, right? Whatever, but the main verse we're gonna hit is verse 10, okay? So Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, and then we're going to stop on 10. We're going to hit 10 and really focus there. And I remember these verses, um, especially verse 8 and 9 as a kid. You know, I, I was raised in the church. I, I was filled with his spirit, and I still walked away from God. But as a kid, I went to this group, I don't know if you know it, Awanas, and it, it was awesome. I mean, we would memorize scripture, we would pray, we would do all these awesome, it was like Boy Scouts, right, for God, right? And it, it was awesome. And, you know, I, I learned uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, and, and really verse 10 wasn't emphasized. I didn't, I didn't learn that, right? Maybe I've heard it through the years and, and even taught it um, and, and really, you know, acted upon it. But, but verse 8 and 9 is the response to God. There's Crossroads in Vancouver where Daniel Fusco, their, their slogan, their motto, one of theirs is simply responding to Jesus. And we're always responding to Jesus, right? If that's, and I'm not saying it's always black and white, like, hey, if you, it's either yes or you hate him. It's either you love him or you hate him, right? But, but really, it's like, man, not a great response. And sometimes just how, you know, Pastor Luke brings up our, our response or God's response to us where it's yes, no, or maybe, a lot of the time that's, that's with, with God or not now, I'm sorry, not now. That's, that's our response with God. We're like, hey, not now. Maybe a little bit. Maybe, maybe you know, God, I, I want a little bit of, of your love, a little bit of, of your work in your life, a little bit of your hand, a little bit of your leading, right? And, it, and it's really, there's no flaw on his leadership, it's a flaw on our followership, right? Because you can have a skilled, even a skilled carpenter, right? You can have a skilled teacher that, that knows everything, knows how to react with people, knows how to react with different personalities, and then those people aren't going to follow too well, right? And so we're going to get in it. And one of the main takeaways I want you guys to receive from today is having a yes heart, okay? Having a yes heart, right? So in your heart, is it a yes? And we're gonna get into it, but, but really a lot of the time, what is our initial response? Yes. Oh, oh okay, yeah, we got one, we got one. A lot of the time, it's no, right? If you're, if you're having to help with a move job, if you're having to help out with something, if, if someone says, hey, I want you to really be proactive and, and see if there's anything wrong in the room and you just fix it, you're like, okay, right? But it's like, really, a lot of the time it's no. Because what? Even Pastor Luke has taught me this, that it's easier to start something than it is to finish it, 
right? And it, it's really easy to say no too, right? If, if we're real, if everyone want to be real today, right? It's like, man, not really. I'd rather stick to my routine, work, go to school, get home, watch Netflix, right? What, whatever it is. I hang out with my kids, minimal talk, right? What, whatever it is. But a lot of time, our initial response, and, and we're going to get into it where, hey, having a yes heart isn't always just saying yes. It isn't always just saying yes. But it's, is that your heart too? And then are you waiting on God? Are you giving time for response, right? There, there are so many times where I'll say no. If it's my kids wanting to go do something, if it's, you know, just anything, committing to something. And a lot of times my immediate reaction is no. And that's why God created my wife, right? And that's why God's grace is a real thing, right? Because sometimes we need God's grace. Sometimes I need my wife. Sometimes I need a friend. I need the Holy Spirit, amen, inside me, urging me to say, hey, you know what? Actually, this is what I want. This is what I want. So we're, we're going to get in it. I keep on saying that. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, okay? For by grace you have been saved through faith that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, right? Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Woo! So it's God's grace in our life that we should be responding to, right? It's nothing that we can earn. It's nothing that we can really salvage up and, and say, hey, yeah, I, I'm doing great, right? You have different um, denominations. You have different, um, I, I wouldn't say different religions, but that it's, it's a lot of workspace. It's what you do. And every time we talk, or a lot of the time we talk about works, people write you off. They say, oh, that's, that's a salvation issue. Oh, you're getting out of line, dude. That's, and it's like, dude, I do not want to ever, and I hope you don't want to ever as well, just, just forget about God's grace. That it's his grace, his love that compels us. His love that compels us to stick up for people that are being treated wrong. It's his love and grace that compel us that, that hey, you know what? I, I'm going to put my agenda aside and listen to this person. I'm going to, you know, really pick up something that nobody's going to notice. I'm going to figure out, hey, how to make time for God, for others, and, and that, that time for me in solitude with God, right? And I don't have this down perfectly, guys. You know, I mean... I mean Luke doesn't have this down, right? Or what, right? And no, and no, really though, we all are in need. And when you know, and when you see that, that you are in need of God's grace, that you want, anyone want God's grace? Let's see some hands. Anyone want God's grace? Amen. And how much, right? How much are we thankful for God's grace, right? You have this, this much, right? This much. Or is it that embrace, Amen, George. Amen. Amen. And so it's that response where you have your arms open, your hands open, right? That you want more and more and more. And that you can grow more and more and more in his grace and knowledge of him. And I tell you what, seven years ago before moving here, it was, it was just nuts. It was moving, like, and I, I, I can't really say to anyone, like, hey, that's going to happen in your life. Like, God's going to move you. Over 2,000 miles is where my hometown is, Harlingen, Texas. I moved from Austin. That's still over 2,000 miles. And it's just nuts to me. There's so much pride in Texas. My dad's in the back. There is so much pride, right? Dad, my dad's still, like, he's, he's in his 60s and still getting over pride, right, from, from being in Texas. And it's just crazy. And, and I never thought I would have ever left Texas. And God's still working on that pride. And we're, we're not going to get an amen, but yeah, amen on that, right? You never defeat pride, right? I was talking with, with uh, Pastor Ryan, and we're talking about anxiety. I get anxiety a lot. I, I get anxiety a lot. It's like, you know, God gives us new mercies every morning. Man, new anxieties every morning, right? It's like, and we have to give them to God. There's so many times where I just, I just embrace those anxieties, and there's so many times where it, it almost causes a comfort. You're so numb or you're so used to being anxious. And, and it's in, sometimes those days, those moments can seem like a lifetime. And it's when you give them to God. 
And, that's, and it's not an art that, hey, I've, I've established and, you know, worked at this really hard. But it's, it's, it's really the art of God. And he's with open hands, open arms, wanting to take our anxieties, wanting to take them. And so it's his grace, right, that we just read about. It's his grace that we are saved. It's his grace that we are being saved from a perverse generation, right? And it is his grace that we are here open to what God has for us. And a lot of people here are, right? Most of you, I want to assume, right? We know also what assuming does, but, but that, that you guys want more, that you want to grow in his grace, in his knowledge, right? And we're going to be talking about God having, right? So having a yes heart and that God has unique callings on your life. And it is not bad to just help out the church. It is not bad to stand with people that are doing many great things, many wonders for the kingdom and standing for justice, standing for the good things of God. But also guys, ladies, gentlemen, God has unique callings on your life, wherever you are. And maybe you're sitting here, hey, I, I'm single. Maybe I'm married. <laughs> That's a lot, right? That's a lot going on. Maybe I have kids. Maybe I'm retired. Whatever it is, maybe I'm a teacher, I'm a homeschool mom. Whatever it is, God has a calling, callings on your life. Amen? Do you receive that? And so what we're going to do right now, we're going to do something a little different. And God put this on my heart while we were outside. And, I, and I, I'm very careful when I say God put something on my heart. A lot of times I'll even say feel. Like I feel like God's saying something, right? Where you just, because you're, you don't want to speak for God even though you know. But I do know God put this on my heart that he wants us to pray. And what we're going to do is I'm going to pray. We're going to pray a few times, or I am. But right now, we're going to pray. And so we're going to get quiet in, in probably 30 seconds, minute, and you're just going to thank God for his, his grace. Because just even think in September, August 30th, um, the day after Luke moved here, I think 11 years ago, that, August 30th was the day I moved here from Texas. And God just opened up my heart. He's done so many great things. I can't take credit for anything. Just with, with ministry, met my wife, kids, I mean, just everything. God wants to continue, though, as we want to continue to open up our hearts and our minds to him. Amen? So let, let's, let's give God this time and just be thanking him. Maybe you'd be talking about his grace. And then I'll close. Lord, we thank you for your grace, for saving us, for doing work in our hearts, through us, God, and in us. And then when we even continue to fall short and choose sin at times and belittle your grace, we thank you, God, that it overpowers us and empowers us. So we give you this time. We thank you, God. May we just grow in grace. May we walk in victory and the freedom in you, Lord. In your name, amen. Amen, amen. So now we're going to get into Ephesians 2.10. And this is going to be talking about your unique callings, right? And this is who we are. So let's get that up there. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, right? So we are his workmanship. You see the Greek word there is poema, right? Which means a piece of art, a, a masterpiece, right? So you are God's masterpiece. Everyone say, I am God's masterpiece. Ooh, one more time. 
Amen, right? In, in Psalm 139, it says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, right? And, you know, talking about his grace compels us. You know, there, there's, there's that grace that, that, gosh, we have to really lean back on. We have to rely on his grace because guess what? It can just be works. There's a lot of time where, man, I'm just working. Where, you know, I, I just, I, sometimes my, my grandfather and my dad, like how they, how they trained me up how they gave me good work ethic sometimes. And I don't want to just lean on that, right? And I'm not saying that's, that's fully, but there's times where, hey, we're in a, we're in a routine, right? And, and we're going to be talking about, you know, it doesn't have to be in these walls, right? Because we're not saying, I'm not saying from, from the pulpit up here that, hey, we need you guys all to sign up for ch- children's ministry, right? We need more right? Mike and Liz, everyone can't do it, right? So, so we need more people. Possibly, right? But really, it's wherever you are, wherever you are, right? Being compelled to do good things, to do good works, right? And you're going to risk much, right? You're going to leave your comfort zone. Because so, if we're going to be real, comfortably, right? I'd, I'd rather just chill, right? I'd rather not. I'd rather not go out of my way. And we're going to be talking about different elements of what this can be, right? Good works. Because what does that mean? Does that mean picking up the trash, right? Maybe, right? When no one's looking, if that's picking up chairs here, right? But it's also outside these walls. Are you going to give people words of affirmation? Are you going to listen to people? Are you going to go out of your way to help and be be kind to somebody, right? Um, A lot of the time, a lot of time, you know, we're not saying, I was raised, and maybe it's just from being, being in, in Texas, but, you know, you say, hey, how's it going, right? A lot of people, I, I'm going to commend you here, a lot of people, you, you do that, right? And that's not, that's not like the goal, but it, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm, I'm up there a lot of the time, right, greeting. And you know what? I'm going to love you and be kind to you, even if you're not kind back, right? And I just want to, I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing. Because guess who we, we are doing it to, right? God. We're doing it for God. And it can be a yes. Our yes to God can be generally where, like, I don't know, I don't know what God's asking me to do. Have you ever heard anybody say that? I, I don't know what God's asking me to do. A lot of it, and I, I want to say generally, isn't God's word, right? But then there's going to be specifically God speaking to you through his spirit, where there's going to be a precise you know, unique calling on your life that God through his spirit, maybe he's through a friend, maybe he's, I, I'm going to share a, a, a story soon, but I had prophetic words spoken over my life as a kid, right? And my mom would always remind me of them, right? And walking away in seventh grade, um, and I came back when I was 24, and a lot of destruction. I remember she would like text me scriptures, right? And I never retracted. There was no apostasy in a sense in my life. I never left the faith, but man, I mean, I, I ran. I mean, I was, I was at a state where I was okay with telling people, hey, I don't know if I'm going to heaven, but I know God is real. That, that like depth of being lost for me, that I was okay with it. And my mom would remind me of prophetic words spoken over my life, um, I went to Texas and even reached out to my mom's friend who, uh, and she couldn't meet up. She was busy. She had memorials to go to, but she was lifting me up in prayer with my mom, like some prayer warrior, like crazy ladies for years. And I believe that their faith, obviously it's God's grace. It's God, but he rewarded those, those prayers, right? Cause we see in the Hebrews too, Right. God rewards those who diligently seek him. Who, who wants to be rewarded? What is that going to look like? Is that in this lifetime or in, in the next? But God is going to fill you up, right? And, you know, prophetic words are hard. I, I've had prophetic words given or that I've given over other people. And, you know, it, it, it's wild. And all that, it's encouraging for the body. Some, some prophetic words are going to be you know, in a sense, for telling the future, you're going to, God give you a specific word for that person for their future. 
And some of it is going to be just, just edifying, just, just encouragement, right, that God gives you for them, right, or that you see in his word. But, you know, our yes also is to be a witness, right? And that's words, prophetic words, just, just our words of kindness and action, right? Our yes to God, right, and to the things of God, we're going to be talking about people more, is, is to love one another. And that's a command, you know, a lot of times we think like, hey, that's, a, that's great advice. I remember hearing somebody talk about, um, you know, how Pastor Luke, you know, right after COVID or during COVID, you know, that, that he was just talking about loving each other all the time. It's like, man, let's get into the meat of scripture. And I'm just thinking, man, like, that's, that's, that's like borderline. I mean, I don't even want to call it anything. Like, that's, that's a little um, intense to just be talking about because Jesus is talking about that. This is his word, right? It's not like God, God was just sitting back, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they're just sitting back, and, and uh, you know, they're having a meeting, and, and uh, Paul's there, and Timothy, and, and all these guys are there, and, and they're like, hey, you know, can we, get, can we put this in the word of God? And then they're like, yeah, sure, right? No, God's word is God-breathed, right, and given by inspiration of God, amen? And we got to know it's throughout scripture. If if we're not loving people, and I'm not saying condoning, I'm not saying affirming, I'm not saying, oh yeah, you, you want to mock God, you want to, you know, you think that lifestyle is, is great, you know, if you're, if you're living with your significant other or, or whatever before marriage, or whatever it is, right? But, it, but it's, it's saying, hey, I'm loving you. I'm loving you. And, and a lot of people, the world will get so upset about that, right? Because it's like, Love, and if you've heard that, I've had a hard time with that. Love the person, hate the sin, right? And I would say you don't have to sugarcoat that at all, but just be careful of how you, how you present that. If, if you have an unbeliever, right, and, and you're saying, hey, man, I love you, but I hate your sin. It's like, dude, like, you know, if anything, right, we see in Scripture to become like some, to win some, right? And that doesn't mean you just say, hey, everything goes, man. Like, but it, but it's, it's, it's your words at first, right? It's saying, hey, you know, I love you. And you're showing love to them. And you don't say, hey, I agree with you. Oh, what, what you're doing is great. Hey, you know what? You know, I'm going to like those pictures of you doing that or, or, you know, whatever it is. It's saying, hey, I, I love you. And it's God's love inside you that you're trying to let them recognize. Amen. And so Matthew 5.16 says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, right? One thing I wanted to say too is this goes with this experience I had. I was at a Hillsong concert, right? And I was, I want to say I was 22 years old. My sister dragged me there, okay? I was, I was, I was high. I was, I was, I didn't want to go. I was um, under the influence in the parking lot, and she was in there just like waiting for me to come back in, and I just did not want to be there. And I knew, like I said, I knew an understanding of God. I experienced God years before, but I was running, right? And I went in. <laughs> That's how it starts, right? I went in, and I, I don't know if, if it was a leap of faith, but I, but I went in, and I knew what was going to happen. I was going to have an experience with God. Music started playing, and the Holy Spirit just touched my heart. And I had this lady behind me come over, and she spoke in my life, and she was bringing up all these different things that only God would know. And she was telling me different things that I was doing, telling me how long I was running and that he still loved me. And saying that I was you know, a different, a different, different prophetic word that I was going to be in ministry that I, that I had when I was a kid. And I just wrote off, said, no, no. God is maybe wanting you to speak into someone's life. Maybe that's not confronting them yet, maybe, but that's just speaking into their life and reminding them of who God is, what he wants, their heart, and that he wants to do more that he wants to show up in mighty ways and heal, right? 
And it's, it's that, you know what, what's crazy about that time? I still didn't come to God. That still wasn't my yes to God. After that, I tried. I, I went back, back to Austin and, and I told my buddies, I was like, hey, you know what? I, I had friends that had keys to my house because it was just a, a party place. And, and uh, you know, I told my roommate and uh, some buddies, I was like, hey, you know, you guys are going to be partying. Like, that's totally cool. But I'm not, like, don't ask me. Like, don't ask me, you know. Um, just, just, you know, leave, leave me out of it in a sense. You know, I love you guys, but just, you know. And, and next thing I know, it was my own confidence. It was my own strength. It was my own yes to myself that I can do this. And I still, it was saying nah, right? That initial reaction, right? And I'll bring this up because this goes hand in hand. Having a yes with others, having a yes with others, right? Our initial reaction a lot of time is nah, right? Um, if it's with ministry, if it's with conversations, um, you know, it, you dodge that person at Fred Myers, right? Where, wherever you are, right? You know, and, and I'm guilty of that sometimes. Megan, I always go to you. Wendy, I always go to you. So don't, don't be laughing too much, right? And, and there's those times, though, where that yes heart, that yes heart where you engage, right, with that person, and you get to pray with them, talk with them. Maybe it's not even super spiritual. It's, it's small talk. And you, you have to know, just like coming into these walls, it's not about you. And so maybe the impact is for them. Maybe, and you've got to be thinking like that. Maybe, hey, I only had a job here for a little bit. Well, you know what? Maybe God had predestined a few different areas, a few different people for you to interact with, for you to have an impact with. And we're not going to be on a scale here like, fail, you failed, or you did a great job. But, but you got to know that God may be ordaining you to interact with people, to have an impact of some sort with somebody, no matter where you are. And I believe that's a lot of what it is saying, right? Um, let, let's go back real quick. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them right? And so we have to know. We have to know it could be possibly be God. And a yes heart without the initial vocal response, right? It's like, oh, I want to do it. But maybe, yeah, the Holy Spirit is going to speak through you, speak to you, and you're going to say, no, I can't. Or maybe you're going to say, hey, you know what? Let me see, right? I, I've gotten in trouble so many times, probably with some of you here, can't really see everyone, because I've double booked, have you ever done that? You're like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can meet with you. Yeah, sure. And then it's like, oh, uh, you know, oh, and then somebody's mad at me. Somebody hates me, right? And then it's like, I have to go. And, and I don't mean, I mean well, right? But so on the other side though, right? A lot of times we can just be like, no, nah, can't commit to it, bro. Like it's too much, too much going on, right? But maybe that can be waiting on the Lord where you're saying, hey, no, or, or you're not, sorry, you're, <laughs> you're not responding, but, you know, I'm going to give, give God the time. I'm going to pray. Or I'm going to wait. Or, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll get back to you, right, and pray. And, and you know, like I said, that's why my, my wife and my life is great. Because sometimes I don't say, you know, I'll be like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, you should have said no, right? Or you should have said yes, right? Um, but, you know, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Um, having a yes heart can exist without someone asking you right? So taking the initiative, ask, asking others if they need help. Did anyone do that? Asking if, if anybody needs help. Not, not waiting for them to ask you, right? Being friendly. This is, this is one of my favorites. Hebrews 13.2 says, showing hospitality towards strangers because you could be entertaining angels. Did you know that? Did anyone not know that? Please be bold. Anyone? Anyone? Okay. Anyways, it's awesome. I mean, how crazy is that, that you showing hospitality and not you just inviting them into your house, but you just being loving and kind, maybe asking how they're doing. Maybe that small talk turns into more depth talk, right? And, and so when you are entertaining people, when you are being kind to strangers, you could be entertaining angels. You guys are just like, yeah, there's, there might be angels around me at Fred Myers. No big deal, right? It's crazy to me. And it's just, it's just fuel for us to be kind to people, Right? So many people have it right and that are not Christians in that. That's a tough, everyone just do, that's a tough one to swallow, right? Tough pill to swallow that, that some friends you have, right, may, may be not Christians and they're so kind. I'm going I'm to share a few, but also 
yes, a yes heart, but with wisdom and discernment and letting your yes, Jesus says in Matthew 5, 37, letting your yes be yes and your no be no, because I've blown it. I've had to repent. I've had to, you know, I mean, people have been mad at me and it's like, even maybe there's hope there, right? And so like just saying, hey, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. And, uh, you know, God could be asking us to say yes, right? Through a local church, through a leader, through a, a family member, anyone or anything. Okay. You know, we can miss these callings or paths God orchestrated, and hold up, for us to walk in. We just, lay, we just later, no, sorry, justify later by, by really saying, hey, everything happens for a reason. Anyone do that? You make some choices. A lot of times, sometimes, guys, we, we, we want God to follow us. We make decisions, and we're like, hey, you know, and stuff, and, and before you know it, other things happen, and then we're like, hey, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Dude, okay. Romans 8 doesn't necessarily say that, okay? Um, there, are, there are things that like, yeah, hey, blessings come, right? But that's God, and, and sometimes we want him to follow us. And in Romans 8, it says, we know that God works all things together for good to those who love him, called according to his purpose. And so is that chance or the intentionality of God, right? We have to know that, hey, yeah, God may bless me, he may, he may really just work in a mighty way in my life, right? But, but really, it was me choosing. And it's, yeah, by the, his grace, again, our response to his grace, where, hey, you know what? Man, maybe I would have been blessed more if I would have given God the time of the day. Do you ever think about that? And I don't want you to fret. I don't want you to live right now in guilt or shame, but man, I want you to enjoy God's grace fully or more. And I do too, because there's so many times where I make decisions and, you know, and then there's blessings that come and I'm just like, man, you know what? If I would have, maybe God had more. Maybe God had more for me to enjoy, to live out, right? Um, and so we can miss out blessings he designed us to walk in. I, I don't want you to, to think about that too much, but I, I also think of my kids, right? Uh, one thing I, I have always express to my kids or and express with them, really showing them, is, hey, performance-wise, right, isn't the greatest thing. Like, hey, I'm glad, you know, yesterday my, my son scored two goals on a soccer team, and it was awesome, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a shout-out. There's going to be love, but, but I have to remind him, like, hey, even if you, you didn't score two goals, you, you worked your butt off. You worked hard, Right? And you know what? It's, it's, it's the, there's still love. I love you, bro, right? And, and I just try to remind my kids even. And, and things that I am proud of them for. Listen up. You're like, what? Is being kind, being loving, right? Apologizing, forgiving. And, I, and it's rooted in God's grace. And performance-wise where, hey, you, you do these great things, that's, that's, that's cool, but things that matter, right? And those are kingdom things. Loving, right? Being kind. That you are apologizing quickly. You're not letting the devil have a foothold. And you're forgiving. You think of a teacher. We have some teachers in here, right? A teacher, if you're a homeschool mom, right? You want kids to be successful. That, that you are wanting them to be successful, and there has to be a yes on their part. But you do your duty. You do what God is calling you to do. You, what, you do what, what yeah, your, your obligation consists of. And telling of Jesus, right? This is saying yes to the things of God. This is having a yes heart, is telling of Jesus. Out of the abundance of the heart, we see in Scripture, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When you are full of God, right, your mouth is going to speak fully of God, or a lot of God. Amen? And so there is a possibility. These aren't things, these are challenges. These are, are things, though, that you can be encouraged with because it is attainable in Christ, right? That you can be full, that you can grow in God's grace, right, and knowledge of him. And so out of the abundance of God, out of the, out of the abundance of God in your heart, right, you will tell others. 
You'll tell others all the time. And how often do we let fear get in? I, I, I'm guilty of that. Do we let fear get in? There was one time on my trip, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up. One time, I was, a little, I was a little bummed out after my vacation. I told somebody, besides some friends I met with, I got to tell them a little bit. Um, but one stranger I got to tell about Jesus. And I, I usually don't just bring this up, but it was just like, and, and, and it wasn't the greatest. I was like fearful and like barely like, yeah, God did this in my life. And, you know, and, and it was just, it was just crazy that one time at the end of the trip, I was like, man, I only, I only shared like randomly, you know, God randomly with one person that whole time. But you know what? There's a recharge. And, and next time I go on vacation, I, I don't want it to just be Rory time. I want it to be more of, of God in that because we have our turnoff switch, right? We, we, we can really throw him in the trunk. We can throw God in the trunk. We can take off our, our godly backpack and then put it back on when we're, when we're wanting to be spiritual. But, you know, telling of Jesus that, that you know, that's God's grace. You know what? His new, his new mercies every morning. You know, hey, you didn't do a great job. You know what? God, help me. I, I, need, I need to be fueled up. I need your strength. Help me tomorrow. Lord, help me today. And a yes heart for Jesus will call you to serve. We often look for ways not to serve, right? We pick up our phone call. You ever do that? Our phone, right? Nobody's on the phone. We act like we're on the phone. Or we just look for ways to not serve. I'm not saying you have to serve everywhere or at every time. But we have to know that, hey, esteeming others higher than ourselves right? We see that in, in Philippians 2, to esteem others higher than ourselves. And when you are serving people, when you are giving people help, when, when you're giving them your time, your affection, your heart, right? That is ultimately towards God, right? And so it, it is setting your agenda aside. And that is, that is the way that, that God sets us apart. He sets his church apart from the world but by bringing them to a state where we are refusing to live selfishly. I have my, my buddy I was going to talk about, Brandon Angelos. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, anyways, um, he may not be watching, but he is one of my best friends. Um, he was in my wedding, and he is not a Christian. And he's from back, back in Texas. He actually just moved up to Portland, which is crazy. I never thought he'd move up as well. He moved up a few months ago. But he is one of the most generous, kindest people you've ever met. Brandon would, would give you anything to help you out. Long conversations, short ones if you want them. He'd give you anything. He was really wealthy growing up. His dad was a doctor. And he just, he was just so awesome. He wasn't spoiled. He, he, he didn't act like that. He wasn't, he wasn't a brat. He wasn't, you know, he was just the kindest person. If, you, if someone talked trash to him, he wouldn't talk trash back. My reaction was a little different. And he wasn't a Christian and his, his colors shine bright. And I believe, I, I am hoping and believing that he's going to come to the Lord. Amen. But there's so many times where, where, hey, we're not the salt and light of the earth. Or, hey, you know what? Man, we're not. At, yeah, I, 2020 got me. And I love you guys. I love, I love this community. I love, I mean, it took me a while, right? No, I'm kidding. But I, I love this community. And, you know, and it's not just here at our church, but 2020 um, got me down in, in a couple ways. And, and really the, the church and how, you know, there was a lot in our face, right? Politics, that there were a lot of rioting. There was a lot of different things. And even myself, I'm guilty of this, but, but we lost, in a sense, sense traction that, that we weren't, being the salt and the light of the earth. That doesn't mean you don't stand for justice, you don't stand for good, right? Stand for God, but, but it's also how, right? And, and just like I brought up where, where Paul says to become like some, to win some, 
doesn't mean you leave your morals. Doesn't mean you leave what, what God stands for, his truth and his love, his heart. But, but it's actually like, hey, how are you going to love this, this group of people, this person? And the walls were closed inside. Or th- this church building was closed during 2020. And social media was wide open. And it was, it was wild. And you know what? I've seen even growth in individuals, and you know, by no means I'm I'm wanting to judge or judge anybody um, here or, or outside of this place. Because even me, like I had different things going on where I was frustrated, right? I, I didn't do too well the first like few months of 2020. First, you know, to be honest, but but really, we need to continue, right? Just as we're having a yes heart for God from the beginning, from the get go, we need to continue in that. Because you never know how someone is going to is how someone is going to come to Jesus, just like my friend Brandon. He is watching me. I remember him coming up from Texas for my wedding, and him just seeing me interact with people, and like just praying and talking and you know Christian stuff, right? And and it was just like, and and like look when he left and just having conversations, he was asking all these tough questions, and it's like. People are looking at you, you know, and I'm not saying I don't care, but it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're young, right, be that example in purity and truth, right? But even the old, Francis Chan, Chan, wow, Francis Chan is a speaker, is a pastor. Um, He gave up his platform, his his, uh, teaching position and moved to China with his family. And he's just a raw, he's savage. Like he, he just, he, he's just like, dude, we're gonna, with this church, they would, they would meet. And then after, he'd get the congregation to go out and minister to people, right? And so now what he, he started to do is, hey, we're all doing life groups. We're not meeting in person as a whole. We're all doing life groups and meeting there. Um, but, but he even talks about how, hey, when you're retired, the ministry doesn't end, right? It doesn't end, it's going to be different, right? It's going to be different, right? You have your significant other, your, your, your husband, your wife, or, you know, hey, people you interact with. I mean, whatever it is, it's going to be different, but it doesn't have to end, right? And just like me going on vacation, it, it somewhat ended a little bit. And I got to pray, got, got to have that time with, with family, but, but it wasn't as much as I wanted to. But God's grace, right? Uh, what, one more story. Toby was another guy. In a sense, on the opposite end, where Toby, I knew since kindergarten. And Toby was a solid guy. He was an artist. He was just fun. But he walked away from God at the same time I did. And we kind of lost track of each other. He went to a different high school. There's two high schools in my hometown. And he went to a different school, kind of lost track of him. And it was a, it was a couple years after high school. And, you know, I obviously wasn't following God, and I didn't know he, he was either, or I didn't know he was. And so I go to his funeral, and his best friend, Josh Gonzalez, tells me how, how Toby started following God, and that he would just, he would go around street witnessing. He'd go with some people. He'd go do these, he would, you know, just do, do awesome things for God and in the, in the community. And the last time Josh Gonzalez saw him was he was in the distance taking off his only shirt, taking off his only shirt and giving it to this homeless guy. Because later after, later after that, it was a couple days later, uh, he was killed. He was hit at a four-way stop. The, the person didn't stop. And Philippians 2, 3 through 4, says, do nothing do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. It's not about us. And I don't know, I'm not going to tell you that if you're going through it. If you're having a hard time, I'll be like, it's not about you. That, that's, that's insensitive. I don't think that's God's heart. But just to know as a, with, with God that it's not about us. It's about him. It's about others. Tabitha in Acts 9, it, this is a, a short story. And this is the story, this is the lady who actually, I'm just going to like, you know, 
give you what, what happens. She actually dies. She gets sick and dies. And Peter raises her back from the life. But what we know of her, it says, this woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. That's what she was known for. Isn't that crazy? She wasn't known for a huge redemptive story. She wasn't known for mocking God and then coming back. This is what she was known for, her good works, her charitable deeds, right? We see in Proverbs eleven twenty five, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. We don't do it for that mere, you know, comeback. We don't, we don't do it for that mere, you know, like, um, what am I trying to say? For, for getting refreshed, right? We, we, don't, we don't do it for the feelings, for feeling good, for that reward of, hey, when we help somebody out. No, we do for God, but you know, it's inevitable that, that God's gonna do something in you. When you serve, when you put people, in a sense, above yourselves, you think about people um, more, right? Not greater, but more. God is gonna do work in your heart, amen? And so many times where, where I have been in ministry or just, help, you know, whatever it is, and God fulfills me. And I'm not saying that's the solution because serving, you, you have to know it's by God's grace. It is that connection with God. It is that, that, that fellowship, that close fellowship with Jesus. But saying yes to God will also take you where you least expect it. You know, I, I, just moving over here from 2,000 miles away, you have different missionaries, even in this church that didn't want to go different places. And they went because God was calling them, right? And what did they get out of it? A yes heart turns into a full heart, right? And God is going to fill you up. And so having a yes heart is leaving time for a prayer to confirm an answer. We're going to brush through these. I don't want to have you here too long, right? Um, so playing safe, though, playing safe, playing it safe isn't humility. It isn't being humble, right? A lot of times it's, it's, it's being lazy, right? And it's quite the opposite of, of humility. And, and you know what? I don't want you to walk away from here thinking, hey, I'm not doing enough. I, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a joke what I'm doing or not doing. It's, I'm, all I'm saying is, hey, you know what? God is, is calling you if you're at work, right? If you're at home, what can you do? You can call some people. Wherever you are, that, that you can be in ministry. And uh, there's something that, that was uh, raised to my attention. I think it's, you know, the Lord, uh, it was the Lord, but like I said, I'm a little careful of saying that. The sin of nothingness. The sin of nothingness. It's our hope to not blow it, right? Uh, we love to stay ignorant. Ignorant just means not knowing, right? Don't, I'm not calling you names, right? But, but, but really, it's, it's the sin of nothingness. Hey, I'm not doing anything bad. I'm not doing anything bad, right? You know, I didn't sin today, right? What we see in Hebrews where, hey, if you know you ought to do something and you don't do it, that's sin, right? Well, it's like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to do. I, I'm just chilling. I'm good. I, I did my things. I, I, I talked to my people and, and that was it. But if you're not doing anything good, right, that's actually God's will. We see that in First Peter, that it's God's will for us to do good, right? And so, so be active in that. Be, be open to God, asking him, right? A lot of the times we, we don't get home and pray before getting on Netflix, right? Anyone? Anyone? right? Okay. The holy ones in the back, right? Um, a lot of times we just take the initiative, right? And, and so many times we say, hey, you know what? I don't know. I don't know God's will. I don't know God's will. So I, I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to do I'm not saying you have to go all out and go serve in Sunday school and go serve in ministry or youth ministry or whatever, I mean, whatever it is. I'm saying, hey, you be open to what God has for you. Maybe he wants to talk, you to talk to your coworker that you've really never talked to about God. Maybe he wants you to be active when you're at Fred's, when we're giving so, so much like light to Fred Myers, right? Come on. Um, and, and Safeway, right? Other places. And, and God wants you to be open. Maybe just pray. Maybe you have a hard time like hearing from God, you know, getting his word and then just asking, Lord, show me your way. Give me your boldness. Give me your courage. Give me your strength. And so there's the sin of nothingness that, 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 that doesn't have to be a thing, Right? Um, distracted. Maybe we're distracted. Maybe we're too busy. You guys know what busy stands for? Anyone? We got some older folks in here, right? My dad taught me this when I was like four. 
No, I don't know when he taught me, but uh, being, so when busyness is the key, you know what that stands for? Being under Satan's yoke, (sighs) right? Doesn't mean you can't be busy, but when that's your goal, maybe even when you're home, you always have to have music on. Maybe when you're home, you always have to be watching something. You always have to be busy, right? That's not the, that's not the goal, I'm going to say that. Like, I'm, like, you're like, what? You can't tell me that? It, it's not the goal. It shouldn't be, that's not the key to be busy, right? We, we have to, even in, when being asked by someone, we have to take a break, maybe. Say, hey, you know what? Let me see. Or, hey, you know, you can't commit to it, and you know? Because guess what? There is an urgency. Actually, we know that the Holy Spirit really hustles us sometimes, where, hey, you know what? Yeah, I can do this. I can't commit to that. So, you know, do not prioritize yourself, right? Um, I'm going to brush through this. I'm probably not going to get through my notes. That's okay, right? A um, few things to yield. Three things. To yield to God it takes humility, right? To yielding to his, his voice. To yield to him. To expect him. To be in that stance of expectation where you're praying, where you're listening, where, where you're ready and then surrender. That takes a lot. When you surrender to what God has for you. Because what do we do? We, we also, a lot of the time, we're in authority because we'll pick and choose what we'll do, right? And so you got to surrender. Even if that's a little thing. If that's like, hey, I want you to go talk to this person. I, I want you to be kind to this person. This person that, you, that hurt your feelings, right? I, I'm not saying I want you to be best friends, but hey, be kind to them. Right, and so be oh, being open to what God has to say. It'll take obedience. It'll take courage. It'll take strength. It'll take meekness. Right, but it will take God's help, and He loves to help. Amen. A lot of times, we we know, hey, God, ha- God knows my prayers. God knows my heart, but we don't actually tell Him things. Right, and so so utilize that relationship with Him. Right, meekness um, is. Being, being meek before God is, is submitting to his will and conforming to his word. Meekness is, is when you, it's like strength under control. You think of a bodyguard, right? Where's the, where's the okay, there's no bodyguard guard in here, but he's just waiting by the, the, by the door, right? And if any, Clyde, Clyde Smith back there, right? I know somebody can take him out, but, but it's, it's a bodyguard, right? Just like strength under control. Someone, someone blows it, someone's out of line, right? You're going to take him out. It's, it's a war horse, right? That you're, you're strength under control, that you're accomplishing duty with desire for no recognition, that you don't need to be recognized. You know that all good is from God, right? We're almost done here. Just skipping those notes. What are notes, right? Um, and so where, wherever you're at, guys, if you're a teacher in ministry, if you're a businessman, you're in, a businessman in ministry, right? And to know that I'm a student in ministry, that God tells me, calls me to preach the word. We see in 1 Timothy that, that yes, Timothy was a preacher, but it talks about, I think it talks really about what it is and what we're to do. It says, preach the gospel. It says a few things, convince, exhort, rebuke. (laughs) Convince, exhort, rebuke. So that means, hey, you convince them that God is good, and you're just sharing. You're exhorting, you're encouraging. And yeah, there's correcting what they think, hey, maybe is, is what God has said or what, what consists of, of Christianity. And then you say, no, that's, that's actually not in love, right? And so it shouldn't be dependent on what God is asking, though. Um, we say no to God, wrapping it up, by forsaking the gathering of the brethren, by holding on to burdens, by not loving others, by acting selfishly. Um, Jeremiah 7.24 says, my people, he's talking about his people that, that were being rebellious. It says, my people wouldn't listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backward instead of forward. And so are they good intentions that you have or is it action? A lot of us have good intentions. And, and don't stick. I, I am not up here to shame you. I'm up here to just ch- you know, challenge you and encourage you that, that you know what, it, you are capable. With the Spirit of God, I don't like personality tests, 
right? Some things are true, but I don't like being put in a, being put in a box. I know they're, they're good things. They're good reasons. You can really adapt well with other people, right? And, and it shows, you know, different traits, but I don't like ever being put in a box because I have the Spirit of God in me. And I know most of you do here. Okay, we're wrapping up Haggai 1. Wrapping up quick. Okay, y'all, let's do uh, Haggai when you get a chance, bro. Please. Okay, uh, let's go verse 1 through 13. We're going to go quick. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Jehozadak the high priest, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says that this people says the time has not come, the time has that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses in this temple to lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earn wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build a temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed it came to little and then you brought it home. It blew away. Why, says the Lord of hosts? Because of my house that is in ruins while every one of your runs to his own house, while every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew and the earth withholds its fruit. For I called for a drought in the land and in the mountains and on the ground and the new wine and the oil on whatever the ground brings forth on men and livestock and all the labor of your hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai, the prophet, as the Lord their God has sent him, and the people feared the presence of the Lord." Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people saying, I am with you, says the Lord. He saw that they were taking care of themselves, that they were going backward instead of forward, as we saw in Jeremiah. And so what this is, is that God says, hey, you know, I want you to go, go and get this wood, go up to the mountain, and get this wood. And build my house. And what you are doing to others, while you are serving other people, you are serving me. And they were willing. What did they do? They, they put their security, their comfort, everything aside, and they ran to help. And so as we wrap up, it says, take steps in the callings God has on your life. Maybe praying, Lord, give me more faith. Give me an open heart, an open ear to what you have. Having a yes heart is praying for faith and yes to the things of God. So we're going to pray. Is there anyone, and, and you can have your heads down, is there anyone in here that wants to give an initial yes to God? That Jesus is real, that Jesus died on the cross, and that God raised him up from the grave for your sins so you could have access to life and life abundantly in God. So hands. Okay. Is there anyone in here that wants to take a step of faith? Maybe you want to be more intentional with people around you. Maybe you've never shared the gospel with anyone or maybe you want to do it more. Is there anybody here? You know, raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your hands raised. Lord, we just thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you for your grace that compels us, that moves us, that motivates us, that grows us. Lord, we just thank you that for your word 
God, I just pray in Jesus' name that we would remember you today, that we would see growth because of you and not words that we heard, not just even the experiences, Lord, but because of you and your might. And so empower us as we leave. I pray that you would reward those who diligently seek you and sought you today and that will continue. And that these hands raised up and the ones that aren't, God, that you come through your grace even reaches us even when we aren't anticipating it or expecting it, Lord. So we love you. We lay our burdens at your feet. We thank you, God, for, for freshness, for being refreshed God. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen.